Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we're building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I am Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello, our Lift and Love community. We are thrilled to be back with you, Allison and I. Hello, and, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I have finally gotten all four of my girls and Nick in college. <laughs> like I just came back from Rexburg last week. So I have been traveling a lot and oh, I got to tell you, my mama's heart is a little, I feel a little bruised, like coming home to just two children and having four in Utah and oh. Idaho. It's hard. The season's hard, you know, like all over the place. It is. And like, I just, you know, most of the kids out here, who are not LDS, they go to the Florida school. So all the moms are like two or three hours away, like kind of you Utah moms are to your kids. And I'm so envious, like did not have to get on a plane. And oh, I just, yeah, my heart's a little bruised. So I'm a little tender these days, but I'm also great gratitude. Like I miss them. Like that's what um, my husband, John and I were talking about. Like, aren't we sad? We're sad. Like it'd be very feel differently if we weren't sad about this. Right. Totally. And, and you're miss them, but you get to see them and you get to hear about yeah. them. I know I, I just had a great conversation with my son. It was just the two of us on our call last night, his missionary call. And it was just such a good conversation. So sweet. And he's just, he just done the first ordinance, his first baptism in the field and oh. by himself oh. in front of the mission president. And Oh, just such a good feeling. And then today is Jake's birthday. So happy birthday, Jake. Happy birthday. <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to let him have his own birthday far away. Um, <laughs> An hour away, far away. No, isn't it terrible? Oh my yes. God. I feel so bad for you. Hover mom. Oh, goodness. you know, it's interesting. Uh, Jenny and I have been really, um, we like to use the word, we have felt some holy agitation lately. Yes. As mothers of um, LGBTQ children and in our role, like in this, um, support groups and with podcasts and whatnot. And we just really have been talking a lot about, um, the gift of being the mother of an LGBTQ child. And a lot of you might think, what are you talking about gift? Like, how can it be a gift? And, um, it is such an enormous gift. I didn't think about it at first, to be honest with you. Like that was not my first initial reaction when my son came out, like, oh, thank you for the gift. <laughs> you know, like it, it took me a while of prayer and fasting and temple and um, the Lord had to teach me. Like I had a wrong vision of who my son was and why this was a problem. Right. And so, but what I, after speaking to hundreds of moms, coaching moms and in our support group, Allison and I talk about this all the time. It's so interesting to us that we all get the same witness. Like, and, and we think about, it's not that we think how this is all going to work out the same. Like even Allison and I have different versions, but it all comes back to the same common denominator that this child has divinity. This child is special. This child is goodness. And that is why when things are said from the pulpit or talks or from people in the ward, it's so painful because 
we have this witness from our heavenly parents and from the savior that this child is one of their divine, some of the most divine of their children. Absolutely. And it's such a, it's such a sacred knowledge and it's such a certain knowledge right? that it's so painful. And, and I remember years and years ago, when I first was kind of on this journey, a woman said to me, why did, why did the moms get so mad and leave like they do? And, um, and this is it because it you are holding this divine child in your heart and uh, no matter how old they are. And um, what you're learning from the savior and from his spirit is so different than what you're, what you're kind of coming, what people are sharing in this life. And it's just, it's like a, it kind of rips your heart in half. It, and, and it reminds me of um, when Joseph Smith, you know, saw Christ, you know, when he had the first vision and heavenly father mm-hmm. and that phrase, I, I knew it, they knew it. And I could not deny it. It's that powerful of a witness that all these women share. It's not like, Oh, I think he's divine or she's divine. And no. he's just so sweet. It's, it, it's, it is divinity. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you brought up Joseph Smith in that moment, because that was a moment that changed everything. Right. Because what we right. thought that God, you know, was not, was in, was maybe not embodied or was embodied, but was certainly not separate than Jesus Christ. In that moment, we learned something that we could have never understood before. We understood at that moment because it's, it's, it's witness that there were two, you know, a father yeah. and a son. And that they knew him by name, like, right. He gained right. such a new understanding of our relationship with Christ and with our heavenly parents. Yeah. And it's not even like these children are good. Like, I can't tell you how many of my clients are like, like, this is my most spiritual child. Right. And that's right. why it, it's hard. Cause they're like, and they don't know where to go on this path in our gospel. Like that is where it adds to the pain for most of these parents. Well, and yeah. And, and that's what part of the, the trouble of getting going as an LGBTQ parent when you're first kind of out the gate, you're like everything, you're kind of going off old knowledge, kind of like, well, no, wait, that's not how this is. And what am I supposed to do instead of being like, oh, I, this I see, and I can move forward. There's this old knowledge that's, or this old information, I shouldn't say knowledge, this old information that's in the way of perception. And parents tend to spend a good amount of time falling over that. Yeah. And um, trying to make that work into their new reality, which it does not. No. And a lot of parents have a lot of pain because they're like, I, I said this to my child or I tried to get them to do this. And they tried to do it because they knew I wanted to do them to forsake whatever or, get, you know, cure themselves or whatever. And there's a lot of gay away. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of time spent there. And so Jenny and I have been super prayerful because we are, um, we're going to tread lightly, but with a certain witness on ideas that we have shared with our mothers and that the mothers have shared with us and that we are, are going to share here today, um, about, um, what we've learned and as mothers, what we, Jenny and I particularly feel it's time to share. There are so many stories that in the scriptures of Christ coming to women and witnessing to the women. And probably my favorite, one of my favorite is the woman at the well where, you know, she was, you know, she was at the well in the middle of the day because 
she didn't want to see other people. She was not loved by that community because I think, because she married so many, I mean, she was looked upon less and the Lord, you know, there's no coincidences with the Lord. He shows up when he, in your story, when he needs to show up in your story and he showed up in her story. And it was such a powerful witness that she gained from that interaction with the Lord that she couldn't help but tell other people about that witness. And she was so certain about it that she converted them and they came running to hear him. That's right. Oh, I love that. that She was part of that conversion for other people. Yeah. This woman from the margins, right? This woman, the sinner, Jenny and I started talking about in the beginning of our conversations over a year ago, right, Jenny? Right. Yeah. Was uh, the stripling warriors and these 2000 young men and how sacred they were, how special they were. They were raised separately than the rest of their, you know, the the families around them, the father's traditions. Right. And we see in, um, in the scriptures in, uh, in Alma. Uh Yeah. In Alma. So Helaman's kind of reciting, he's writing a letter to, um, Moroni, Captain Moroni, and he's telling him about these amazing boys. And he said, I asked them, like, how did you know? First of all, why are you so powerful? Why are you so powerful when your fathers had laid down their arms and, and decided not to fight their other um, Lamanites? How did you become so strong and convicted? And how do you have such faith that you will not be harmed as you do this hard work right and every one of them and it says they rehearsed the words their mother of their mothers saying we do not doubt our mothers knew it hmm. and there's something so powerful about that because they didn't say our moms taught us this they didn't say my mom was pretty sure that I was going to be fine. Yeah. Their mothers knew it. I, I love that story. And so that's where I see a lot of our LGBTQ moms, where they get this beautiful witness of their child and their um, part of in, in their child's life and how Christ is in their child's life. And that is why the, that is why it's tough for them sometimes when other people are saying different ideas or view their child differently than how they have gotten this witness from Christ. Absolutely. And it's so painful. Very. And, um, and they don't have much room. There's, there's nowhere to put this, this certainty and knowledge. There's not fertile ground for people to understand. Yeah. Because it's very personal and very sacred to most of these moms, to all of us moms, right? Yeah, definitely. We kind of re- remember, like, I know it says stripling warriors, but when I taught seminary, um, I looked up stripling and, and like stripling was not the, what we've envisioned today. These were young 14, 15, 16 year old boys. So they probably were as normal 14, 15, 16 year boys really questioned their worth and their value. And um, if you have a child who is also LGBTQ, they really question their value in our church. Absolutely. Right? And so having mothers who knew it so well and instilled into these boys the vision of what they could do, who they were, what they were capable of, enough to go into battle against men who were seasoned warriors, like the confidence that the mothers gave these children is what we need to replicate with our LGBTQ children. Absolutely. And 
And if those boys weren't so certain that when they went up against the men, the fierce men, the thousands and thousands and thousands of fierce men who wanted them dead, they wouldn't have had the security and the, the surety and confidence that they were in the right place at the right time. Right. And, and we're doing so they just didn't show up to the battle. They weren't numbers. They made such a difference in these battles that so much that Moroni testified, right? Like he was witnessing his witness of, he saw the divinity in these boys. Right. So it started with the mothers, then settled it in the children and anybody who was with them then became a testimony of the divinity of these children. Well, you see that pattern. Yeah. And Helaman was just wowed by these boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have a second witness to this when the next 60 come and are also able to witness to, to Helaman again, our mothers knew it. And these, their mothers knowing it gave them the confidence that they needed to do the very thing that they were born to do. And Jenny and I are it just it is so painful to see that there are not enough mothers of LGBTQ children witnessing their divinity to them and to the world because okay. we have them in a place where they cannot thrive. They cannot excel. They cannot live to the full measure of their creation in this place that we have them. And right. It's so painful to day after day hear parents who are struggling against whatever beliefs they've had and this new understanding of these children, but these children are struggling to be divine. In the field of divinity. Yeah. And that is, that is the pain of what we witness daily with these mothers. And with their parents and with their neighbors. Yeah. Where it goes against everything, how they are treated on a day-to-day basis goes against every fiber of the mother who knows about these children. And that's where the pain and the anger comes from. Totally. And then notice that not only with all of these things that are circulating around these kids, all of these labels and these misunderstandings, they show up for church. Yeah. They show and they up at BYU. And they become hyper obedient sometimes, right? Because they're hyper trying to obedient do the best to, they could. Yeah. And some of them can't show up. It's too, it breaks them into the a million tiny pieces. And those that can't come show up, this is our responsibility to put our arms out and say, you belong here. You are divine. There's nothing wrong with you. We don't understand everything yet, but we will, and we'll hold you together until we know. Right. And in the spirit of what we're talking to you about today, Alice and I have worked diligently and every word we have prayed and, and, and found it out because we know that this is really important, but we're, we've created a mama manifesto for these LGBTQ families. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a series of podcasts around them. And this is the first one. And we're going to read you the first paragraph of what we think applies to how to reframe how we are thinking about our LGBTQ community in our church. We have gathered the testimonies of mothers, many, many mothers, and we've 
combine them and thought through the words. Ponder, and, yep. and this is the statement that we came up with as we looked out at other mothers' words and the and the, the collective was given to them. Right. The collective um witness. Uh, this is kind of the collective witness of LGBTQ moms that other moms don't understand that we'd want we want to share with how what we've been taught. And so this manifesto is kind of what we have been taught by the spirit of collectively as as LGBTQ moms. Yeah. So if if as you listen to this, and I hope that you don't take our word for it, but that you take this to the Lord and pray about it. Yes. And say, what is this? What should I know from this? What should I learn from this? Because what we're learning will be different than what you learn. Mm-hmm. But somebody has to start standing up for these children and it needs to be their mothers. And I love the vision of the mothers who knew uh, of those stripling warriors. What a difference the world was at that time because of the mother's courage and confidence of who these children were, what they meant to their heavenly parents and what they could do. And And that the Lord would protect them. Yep. And so we are Gaining, like, I wish you could meet all of the LGBTQ mothers that we have coached and met and support the hundreds. Hundreds of mothers. They are mothers who know, and it will, it would change your life for the better being in these mothers midst. Yes. And if you know any mothers of LGBTQ children, ask them, ask them about these, their children. Yeah. Let them teach you. Yeah. So this is the wording that Jenny and I've come up with. As mothers of LGBTQ children, we testify to their divinity. It is our sacred responsibility to seek for and receive new understanding from our heavenly parents concerning the full measure of their creation. And this took time for Alice and I to gain our own witness of this. So if you're not here yet, give yourself grace. The Lord will teach you. I am fully confident of that. That I know. Every mother I've worked with, the Lord teaches. And if you're willing to ask and seek, he is going to teach you. Your heavenly parents will teach you about this, this child. And once you gain that vision of my mother who, you know, raised 10 of us, she used to tell me all the time, your only role as your mother is to get that, to figure out who your children are and give them the vision of that. And once you do that, you're kind of done as a parent, because once we can really, our LGBTQ children really believe in this of their divinity then we would be done. They wouldn't feel broken anymore. Like that is, we would treat them differently. We would view them differently. We would say different things. And so that is our prayer and our testimony that you, like Allison said, go and pray and gain your own witness of the divinity of our LGBTQ children. Yes. And for those of you who aren't the mothers, who aren't the fathers or the brothers or the sisters, there are many children whose mothers could not come to this there are many children who need someone to state their divinity to them and for them. And so we ask you to do that for these children. Right. Especially if you're in leadership over them, a bishop or a young woman's present, one person can make a huge difference in these children's life. Absolutely. And I think we, you know, to that end, it's time that we start asking the Lord in prayer, what do we need to know? to help our LGBTQ brothers and sisters in the gospel. What can the Lord tell us? If you ask this in a sacrament meeting, 
we can ask for that as a blessing in our Relief Society meetings, in ward council, in family prayer. If we make our LGBTQ people and their and our understanding of them and their divinity and their purpose, the Lord will answer our prayers. And we, but we need to ask first. Yeah. I mean, he tells us all the time, I won't give you the answers unless you pray and ask for them. Right. So it's he time. wants us to petition him. Right. And it's part of um, refining us is going to him and gaining that knowledge. He line upon line, he will teach us. I am fully confident. I am too. And I, I know this is a bold thing we're stating here, but we, Jenny and I just feel strongly that if not us, then who, and if not now, then when which I think the mothers of the stripling warriors would have said the same thing. If not, uh, not, if not as then who, right. They didn't have anybody else to turn to the fathers had made that covenant. They couldn't pick up their weapons. It was the mothers. It falls on the mothers, which is fine. Mothers are amazing. We're up for it. That's right. So why don't you read it one more time as we go out, because it's such a beautiful paragraph. So you could just ponder and we're also put in the show notes. So you could um, take it in your heart and put it in your up. So you could read it often. Okay. As mothers of LGBTQ children, we testify to their divinity. It is our sacred responsibility to seek for and receive new understanding from our heavenly parents concerning the full measure of their creation. I hope you can feel the spirit when you read that and that it touches your heart. We pray for that, that you'll get your own witness that this is how heavenly our heavenly parents and the Savior look at these children. And we love you. Love you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and Love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at jennyhuntercoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.